Love you all so much. Good morning, good morning. What a beautiful morning, too. It's pouring down rain and cold. Uh, something I feel like the Holy Spirit keeps telling me every single time it rains is uh, I need you to work on your patience uh, because um, I am like extremely irritated while I'm driving. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not right in mind, you know, like I'm just like, what is going on with everybody on the road right now? But uh, Lord, work on my heart, work on my heart, work on my heart. But I'm excited to share today. But before I do start, I do want to honor our wonderful pastors. Love you all so much. Um, for those of you that are new here, I want you to know this is good ground, yep. all right? Uh, our lives have been changed. People that have been here yeah. for a number of weeks or even years, you feel like, man, I'm not the same person. That's because our pastors have set up such a wonderful culture and are such phenomenal leaders, and it's good to be in that position, all right? So I want to encourage you, stay on that path, keep moving, keep going that way, watch what God does in your life, all right? Um, so I get to share again, and last week, if you were here, if you did not get to check the message out, I think it's online, you can go back, but um, we talked about no longer grazing, no longer grazing. There was this mindset of uh, Jesus was talking about the good shepherd who, uh, number one, felt that there was one missing in his flock. He knew what it felt like to be missing somebody. And he doesn't, he doesn't look at the 99 and say, well, I don't want to lose them. Instead, he goes, no, I need to go get the one. And then we talked about how he didn't just take the one and bring him back to the place that he was, but he actually took him even farther yeah. and brought him home. And for us as leaders, what we're called to do is to go get the one. And we're not just saying, hey, just get back in the game and keep doing what you were doing before. But we're like, no, 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 let's get back into the game and let's start walking in a, uh, just in a different direction. Let's start content. Let's grow. So us. We're helping them develop and helping them grow. Um, so, and then Pastor Earl, he shared, Olu actually uh, shared the scripture of just the difference of a bad shepherd versus a good shepherd. Uh, he just read that scripture in Zechariah was where it was talking about the bad shepherd. It's funny, one of the translations says, I'll raise up a stupid shepherd. He calls him a stupid shepherd. And, um, uh, but this stupid shepherd, uh, he uh, doesn't care for the sick. He doesn't care for the lost. He doesn't care for those things. But for us, we do care for those things. So I went back and I started reading through Zechariah and I was like, man, I, got, I started reading the whole chapter and I got stuck on this one verse. I just couldn't shake this one verse. I was like, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Zechariah 11.7. Zechariah 11.7. So it says, so I cared for the flock intended for slaughter. The flock was oppressed. Then I took two shepherd's staffs and named one favor and the other union. So he had two staffs. He named one favor and he named one union. Uh, I used to do a lot of missions work. So I, I've done a lot of, um, I always read a bunch of stories about uh, missionaries and things like that. That kind of gets me fired up and a little bit crazy. I, like, send me to the bush, you know, like I, I want to go there. Um, but there's this one particular uh, missionary. His name is David Livingstone, all right? 
Uh, this was like in the 1860s, 1870s. Uh, I mean, this guy's done phenomenal work. And, and uh, I mean, he was one of the first ones. I mean, the disciples were, were really the ones who paved the way. But this guy was one of the ones to really help pave the way in Africa. And there was this one particular trip that he's on. And uh, he, it's, I think it was in Central Africa. And he's trying to get into a particular area. And as he's trying to go into the area, people start warning him, no, 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 you, you, you don't need to go in that area. It's not, it's not going to be good. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to go. I'm going to do this thing. And uh, they're like, no, nah, man, if you go, we're not going with you. We're, we're, we're not going to go there with you. We, we know what's on the other side of this. And he was like, no, no, no. And they said, okay, the only way that I'll go with you is if you go talk to the local chief. So he says, all right, bring the local chief. And, and he starts talking to the local chief and, and uh, he actually gets his blessing and he says, hey, you can go in, but you need to trade something. And David Livingstone's like, okay. And he starts pulling out the items that he has and he doesn't have a lot of items. And he starts, I think they labeled a watch and labeled uh, a journal or something like that. And he was like, here, here you can have this. And, and, but one thing that David did have was a goat. He had this goat. And the reason why he had the goat is because he had a stomach ailment and he couldn't drink the water in the area. So he depended on the goat to get milk so that he can continue on to the journey. And the one thing that the chief wanted was the goat. So he was, he was pressed on, do I need what I think I need? Or do I take what the chief is offering so that I can go do what God has called me to do? The dependency here is just like, okay, I mean, like, to me in the natural room, it's like, this is kind of a life and death, you know, like, feels like you're going to die either way, you know, so, um, but he trades the goat for the staff, and the chief hands him this staff, and, uh, and David even notes, he was like, man, I feel like I got the raw end of the deal here, you know, it's like I get a stick, and this guy gets the goat, but as he's tracking along, and as he's going along on this trip, um, he gets into this area, and it starts getting a little bit thick. The bushes, I mean, they're away from everything. And all of a sudden, all of these tribesmen jump out, and they start pulling out their bows of like, what are you doing in my area? Uh-huh. And he's carrying this staff, and then all of a sudden, one of the, lo- one of the local uh, tribesmen sees that staff, and he puts down his bows, and he says, hey, hold on, put them down. What he saw in his hand was a representation of what the chief gave him. So therefore, they treated him like it was the chief. Y'all following me here? Because of what was in his hand, he was able to finish what God had called him to do. All right? You following me here? And I, I started reading this scripture of like he had two staffs in his hands. And I started thinking about like, man, I, I feel like the enemy is actually going for those two things, coming for those two things that God is actually trying to put in our hands. Those two things are actually holding some of us back for reaching the one and reaching those individuals. That favor in that union, that favor in that union. This word favor here, if you continue reading the scripture, you'll read that this favor was referring to a covenant. 
He even, he, because Israel messed up and he said, he actually said, I'm breaking this staff, means that I'm breaking the covenant that I have with my people. But I want you to know that we live in different times and that does not, repl- that does not apply to us at all, that the covenant is firm. But I need all of us as leaders. I'm talking to every single person as leaders. I need you to realize that one of the staff that you're holding in your hand is a staff of favor. It's a covenant that can't be broken, that can't be taken away. And just like David Livingstone, as you walk whatever path that God has called you to walk through, I need you to know that this staff will get you into the doors that he has called for you. We're not walking around with our shoulders slumped like we've been beaten, thrown around, tossed around. Instead, we're walking around confidently, knowing that one of the staff is a covenant that he's coming back, a covenant that can't be broken, sealed, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. I just need some of us to get that on the inside of us so that we hold our head held high. I need you to see also what happened whenever David picked up, David Livingstone picked up that staff, what happened with the other individuals who did not want to go in? All of a sudden, those other individuals said, okay, we'll follow you. We'll follow you. We'll go with you all because of what he had in his hand. He chose to walk with confidence for us. That's the favor that we have. That's the favor that we carry walking in favor, walking in confidence. And then he says this, the other staff union, unity. Come on. If there is never a time, that I have felt so much disunity in this earth. I see the enemy at work. He will take the smallest little things and get all of us arguing about the smallest little things so that we do not become unified because the enemy knows that what it could look like if we are all unified walking in the same calling. He gave us a staff of unity. For us, what does that look like? When your head head is held high and you know that the Son of God is with you and that he is for you and he's got your back, the people around you start seeing there's something different about this guy. Let's all come together. Let's all walk together. Also, the other thing, the other thing, the other thing, whenever the people see that you're walking that way and whenever you see yourself walking that way and realize that the people are for you, it actually gives you a different type of confidence. Instead of walking like they're against me or they've been talking bad about me, why don't we change our thought and say, no, you know what? They're actually for me. This is my family right here. I don't need to walk around thinking like that. I remember some of the insecurities, what it felt like whenever I walked up here thinking that it was like me against everybody else. But instead, I want to clear my mind of that and think, you know what? This is my family right here. They're all for me. They're with me. It's just a different posture whenever you go to start leading your teams. They're for me. They're not against me. They're with me. They're not against me. 
It's just a different posture. So I want all of us knowing and realizing that he has actually put two staffs in each of our hands, one of favor and one of unity. We can choose right now whatever room you walk in, whatever room he's called you to walk in. We can throw those staffs to the ground and start walking and doing things the way that we used to. Or we can say, you know what? He has put these two staffs in my hand. I'm going to walk with authority. I'm going to walk with passion. I'm going to lead my teens with passion. I'm going to lead with all of our hearts. This is what we all are called to carry here at Shoreline City. I'm ready. I'm expected of the future. I see bright things in the future. But these are some of the things that God is calling us to make that switch of no longer grazing in the field. But instead, Jesus is saying, it's your turn. You feed my sheep. You feed my sheep. And I'm not just leaving you and going. I'm actually putting two things in your hand that will give you the power and authority to be able to go fulfill the call that I have on your lives. Love you so much. Love you, Shoreline. Have a good day.